0: IVM. You're listening to the Drinks and Destinations Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Drinks and Destinations podcast with Rajita and me, Samira. And today we have a very interesting chat lined up for you in our podcast. But before that, Rajita, I just want to talk about how traveling has taken over the world. I log on to Facebook, there are memes about leave your job and travel. (laughs) You go to Instagram, there are people traveling all over the world, putting up pictures of like different foods and drinks. And Indians, for that matter, have really started traveling. I remember from our parents generation like what holiday (laughs) holiday
2: would be like a huge thing summer vacations go to your grandmother's place or winter vacations maybe one uh, trip outside your city or state or maybe you know but I remember my dad used to travel quite a lot all over Mm -hmm. India because of his job yeah for work and then sometimes travel maybe and Interestingly, in the last few years, my parents have discovered the length and breadth of this country, oh, really? and even I haven't done that. Can you imagine? Wow! Yeah. At this age, after my dad's retirement, they have all, all they have done is just travel, travel, travel. Well, I think that was kind
1: of the trend, right? Like when you're working, you don't travel; you're busy like buying a house, building your family, yeah. and then like now when they retire, and there's they nothing travel. else to do. Yeah. And they're like oh my god, I but think we, we need to take a vacation. It's all changed now. Like people are traveling before they're settling yeah. down. They're solo travelers. There are couples who just get married and want to like start traveling, and hence, like the way we look
2: at traveling and how we like plan our trips has also changed, right? Absolutely, totally different now, and especially because now people leave their jobs just to travel all across the exactly. world. Exactly, I, I mean, don't know how that this was, works out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying that for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's something which we need to find out. We need to find a formula how exactly you can actually monetize your <laughs> traveling. Well, we are
1: lucky enough because today we are talking to someone who's done that right like yeah. from her corporate job she's moved on to planning travels for people yes. and uh, what's her company called and who is she let's hear it from you
2: so the company that we are talking about today is the blueberry trails which is a, a you know travel company which customizes different kind of travel needs for customers and we are going to talk to Sudipta Sanya. She she's the co-founder of the company and Sudipta grew up as the daughter of an army man mm. and uh, that made her actually travel an intrinsic part of her life. Mm-hmm. And she started exploring new places at quite a young age. And that's the idea to start a travel company came through. And mm-hmm. that's when you know she realized that she has to actually make a business out of it. And she's a graduate from uh, St. Javius College, Bombay and completed her MBA from Wellinka Institute. And she began her corporate career in branding and marketing in a leading retail chain in India. Wow. But three years into her job, The travel bug, like everyone else, (laughs) bit her and then she wanted to work independently on a travel brand. She met the co-founder Vishal at Mm -hmm. her workplace and they brought together the concept of experiential personalized travel to the market with the company, The Blueberry Trails. And this has been like six years since they have been doing this. They have already done, you know, cater to five thousand happy travelers wow. with upwards to thousand trips actually operationalized with a growth of hundred percent year on year, which is very interesting. Which is great. And that shows actually that people, people are traveling do. quite a lot. And the current portfolio of uh, the Brubuli Trails expands over to forty-two countries, four hundred destinations, and four thousand itineraries. Wow. And so yeah, let's just talk to Siddipta and find out how did she manage to do all that, and what a, her idea of a perfect holiday would be. So let's go on a short break, and when we come back, we talk to Siddipta Sanyar.
1: D and D chat. So welcome back after the break and now we begin with our D&D chat section where we are talking to Sudipta Sanyal from the Blueberry Trails and about her journey about this amazing travel company that she started and we just want to tell you this is a phone interview that we have done so if there's a little disturbance please excuse us for that but it's going to be an interesting chat so let's dive right into it.
2: So Sudipta
0: before we start can you please tell us a yeah.
2: little bit about uh, the Blueberry Trails and how exactly it started how has been the journey? for you
0: okay sure so you know the Bay trails uh, we've been around since 2010 you know we started this as an offbeat travel company and those days you know there weren't too many of offbeat travel companies around yeah so we really started with a lot of you know um these curated weekend trips where we would say okay and they were around uh various themes so we would choose like music or like Uh, you know, an outdoor screening of movies or stargazing. And we would conduct these weekend tours from Bombay. Mm -hmm. Then we expanded our portfolio to, say, you know, trips around India. So we started with the mountains, so a lot of Arunachal Pradesh, Nadakh, Lahol, Spiti. Mm -hmm. And then three years back, we started with an international uh, portfolio. And that's been doing really well for us, and we also pivoted to personalized holidays. So suppose you know, Rujita and Samira, both of you want to go on a Europe holiday, hmm. and you want to focus on, say, food and you know, um, cuisines basically, and you have a more, you know, you are looking at that angle of the whole thing. We hmm. will design a trip uh, for you, uh, keeping food, uh, food habits, and you know, cuisines uh, in mind, okay. and that's what we've been doing so far. So uh, you know, we've been constantly growing at a hundred to hundred thirty percent why why and you know we are a okay. small energetic team of you know 10 people who sit and design these wonderful holidays for people okay. and yeah that's what we've been doing yes and
1: uh, increasingly what trend have you noticed like you mentioned people like you can design specifically for food so have you noticed something yeah. like which's more popular like food or drinks or uh, outdoor activities
0: absolutely absolutely so if you remember you know a few years back you will hear most people going to europe and you know going with a cook, like right. a Gujarati yeah, cook yeah. or yeah. a Bengali Maharaj, cook. Maharaj, yes. People, yeah, yeah, Maharaj, you know, and that they thought was like the big, uh, like, you know, a luxury of sorts, like, oh, I'm taking my cook along. But right. now that habit has uh, changed. Of course, there are a few people who still believe in that. But now people are far more experimental when it comes to food. People understand that food is a very important part of the culture of a place so mm-hmm. you know it's not just about seeing museums and palaces mm-hmm. but it's about tasting their local food whether vegetarian or non-vegetarian mm-hmm. so that we see as an increasing trend and i would say 80% of our travelers who come to us say that food um uh, you know is a focus on their journey mm-hmm. so they tell us in advance that you know I, i'm a vegetarian or i'm a non-vegetarian and we suggest to them restaurants that they can try um, or food that they should try in the place they are going to
2: but have you had any kind of uh, funny requests from your guests like this is what I want to do and something that really is quite offbeat, something that you've never done before kind of.
0: Um. Yeah, well some people are supremely experimental like, you know, there's like uh, you know, crazy kind of alcohol available all over the world, right? Like <laughs> the snake uh, like the snake dipped in uh, uh, rice wine and yeah. stuff like that so some people actually come to us and they say that, you know, give us like the craziest food habits of that region and we want to go like a bucket list of sorts when it comes to food mm-hmm. so we designed that for them and some people really like to play it safe so they just ask us for like I'm Jen or I have certain you know uh, like I cannot have dairy products or whatever it is and we customize it around that but some people actually come with like a list of bucket list of food. And they say that, you know, we want to take these off and um, <laughs> we design a trip around that. So wow,
2: that's interesting. So I they know. don't basically choose a destination, but it's about. Uh, you know, the- um,
0: yeah, but not so much. Like if they know they're going to Asia, they will choose like a list of Asian food that they know is, you know, quite insane. And they will say, hey, I want to do this. And uh, we try to accommodate it wherever they are going. Mm-hmm. But most of your
2: clients are now uh, based in India or do you also get requests from outside?
0: Um, no, most of it is, uh, you know, our Indian clients. So because we we focus at the outbound section. So mm-hmm. we cater to Indians who are traveling either within India or out of India. Mm-hmm.
1: And who are the people so, mostly coming to? Like, is it more young crowd, singles or families? Like... Who do you think these
0: months? Yeah, so when we were doing these weekend getaways, it was mostly solo travelers, single Mm -hmm. people coming to, you know, forming these groups. But now that we do personalized holidays, where Mm -hmm. we say that, you know, you should go, like, if you want to go with your girlfriend, you want to go with your wife, you want to go with your kids, then, so now it's more of like, a young couple who just gotten married or a young couple with a child or sometimes okay. a couple with who are taking their parents for their first Euro trip mm-hmm. so uh, essentially the age group we cater to is like 25 to 40 mm-hmm.
2: 25 to 40
1: yeah. and oh, what are the popular destinations do you think Indians are mostly travelling to like the hot pick
0: Ah, okay. So, um, a lot of Indians, so when they look at Asia, they still prefer a city like uh, Singapore, because mm-hmm. I think Singapore, also from a food perspective, if you look at it, Singapore is one of the greatest food cities in the world, right. as we speak today. So they choose a lot of, uh, you know, Singapore, Malaysia, that's still popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I see a trend in people moving away from this also. Like, mm-hmm. before people would go to, uh, Thailand and do a Bangkok Pattaya only now people come to us and you know most of our requests are for Krabi or oh, yeah. for Phuket, you know, yeah. which are not in the heart of the, uh, you know, of Thailand. Really, it's in the uh, mm-hmm. west coast, and people come for that. So that's quite refreshing and exciting for us to see. A lot of people are going to Bali these days, thanks right. to Eat Pray Love and Air Asia <laughs> Both of them. So yeah. a lot of people come to us for that, and right. um, that's exciting for us. But essentially, if you, the biggest trend that we have spotted is mm-hmm. Europe. Okay. Uh, Europe is no longer perceived as a luxury destination. It's no longer perceived. As a place for the rich. Right. Um, most of your friends around you, you will see, would have gone on a Euro trip this year yeah, or the year before. Yeah. Right? And so, back Backpacking, yeah. yes, yes. And people are not averse to sharing, you know, uh, living in a hostel and, you know, slugging it out that way um, and meeting new people. So that is an energy shift that's happening that is very, very exciting for us at the Blueberry Trails, at least. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, what kind of budget do you you usually uh, ask for if the people come up with when they come to you? Like, what is the range that
0: they... Yeah, so people, with? you know, have this misconception, unfortunately, that customized trip is very expensive, but it is not at all so... So, uh, because we're a young company, you know, we're constantly comparing our rates with, say, uh, the other popular online uh, travel companies out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, like, our trips are extremely affordable. So, like, our Europe holidays start from... A- 50,000 bucks per person for say a eight nine a day uh, holiday you know okay. um, and they of course go up to as much you want to customize what kind of stays you want mm-hmm. but starting at a 50 60,000 rupees we want to keep you know travel open to anyone mm-hmm. um, it's we don't want we don't perceive it as a luxury
2: anymore and the lowest that uh, you've actually ever got from any
0: customer Low. um well uh, you know we do trips to asia for as low as say thirty, thirty-five thousand rupees per person okay. um yeah those are the kind of uh, budgets we look at oh okay. so rujita
1: and i could be booking that soon <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely travel is completely affordable for everyone like, i mean even i'm a very thrifty traveler so i get it
2: yes. <laughs> so if uh, suppose there is a you know solo girl who wants to take a trip uh, to a place which is uh, friendly I mean it's uh, something because obviously if you're traveling alone there are a lot of things to that that uh, you know goes in preparing for that trip and you have to keep a lot of things in mind Uh, So, what kind of suggestions you usually give to them and what kind of locations if that person has not come up with a destination then what kind of location would you suggest
0: Uh, well generally when people come to us for a trip they have an idea if they want to do you know Asia like Asia is very deep in culture and food and those kind of habits while Europe is more about you know architecture, adventure, mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. So we uh, gauge it that way. Uh, if a person is looking at a Asia holiday, we recommend... Uh, so Asian countries are very uh, friendly to the female uh, traveler, even though there are some reports uh, to the contrary. But mm-hmm. uh, essentially the places we suggest and the cities uh, or the towns we suggest, they're very female traveler friendly. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend a Bali because uh, Bali is a very, uh, you know, very peaceful, very spiritual kind of a vibe. At the same time, it's fun because it's got beaches all over so that's a very popular female travel destination Um, we also would recommend Thailand because it's a great place for single solo travelers because you go there you meet a lot of people and you do lots of fun things like take boat rides together go snorkeling together Mm. with a completely new group of friends Mm. so yes that uh, in Europe, I would totally recommend Spain because it's a very friendly country, like um, people are very curious uh, and they're also very chilled out, you know, so uh, many things uh, are similar to yeah. our country as in they like to take a nap in the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> like very Goa, you know, very yeah. Susegad <laughs> yeah. or very East India like Calcutta where I come from so yeah. they like their siesta and they like their food and they like their alcohol so, uh, yeah, Spain I mean, is a good place to for a solo trip absolutely and the, and the problem is that the whole of europe is quite safe that way but just the northern you go people as a culture they are more shut off hmm. so if you're like solo and you you know after a while you spend some time on your own and you want to meet friends and all um like meet new people and all it's just easier to make friends in the south of europe yeah, yeah. um than and the Portu- north. portugal as well you would say absolutely yeah. absolutely yes yeah. that too but yes and portugal has some amazing beaches and stuff like that I'm also
1: wondering like within India like women solo travellers apart from Goa (laughs) where are they travelling and what are their popular destinations
0: Um, uh, well now solo travel is you know uh, far more popular and people are doing it more often Mm -hmm. so there's no place really that you cannot do solo travel like if you go to even Ladakh uh, Mm -hmm. Lahol Spiti you know you can just hop onto a bus and do that journey from Manali to Kaza on your own and that region is also very very safe uh, that's something that I have been thinking of doing for a very long time actually (laughs) that's one place I think that's something
2: you
1: need to take off your bucket (laughs) (laughs)
0: absolutely yeah and it's And it's very uh, achievable, you know. It's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, you need to uh, hire a car only and go there. No, they have these amazing, I mean, they have the usual government buses, Mm -hmm. which takes 10 hours. But if you take a car, it'll just take 8 hours. So, Mm -hmm. you're just saving on 2 hours. And uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride either ways, a car (laughs) or the bus. So, (laughs) you might as well, you know, suffer for 2 more hours. So, Uh That's something. So Lahaul Spiti, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. you can do Rajasthan. Um, Rajasthan also has a, an amazing set of public transport. Mm-hmm. Um, great Volvo buses that go between the cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great place to cover. And these are places that I have done solo on, my, you know, by myself. So okay. I, I mean, oh. I'm also speaking from experience. Mm-hmm, okay. I've also done solo in Kerala. Um, some pockets are uh, super friendly. Some mm-hmm. pockets you just need to be a little wary because. Mm-hmm. Even though, uh, you know, it's gaining momentum in our country, but uh, you have to be safe, right? So you have to prepare for the worst is how I look at it. Mm -hmm. You
2: also designed some uh, trips where people can actually visit some quirkiest bars around the world. So what are your views on that? What what kind of bars you
0: think uh, you could include in that kind of a trip? Absolutely. So, you know, like what we do is we will, you know, send you on a pub crawl where you can go and meet uh, different kinds of people or, you know, we will recommend a few bars in different cities that you go to and, you know, we'll tell you that, okay, why don't you go and check out like X drink, which is amazing or, you know, it's just strange. Mm -hmm. For example, like in Paris, we suggest all our travelers to go to these jazz bars, you know, they, Mm -hmm. they just like serve uh, cheap beer cheap wine and they have amazing jazz bands that come and play for you and you can just wash them for free Mm -hmm. Um, Budapest is very well known for ruined pubs Mm -hmm. Um, so these are essentially you know old mills and old properties that uh, during the war uh, were pretty much you know dysfunctional so people just Mm -hmm. like pulled out sofas from their homes and made a pub out of it so Mm -hmm. it has a lot of character like you will still see an old bicycle or old remnants of a car um, used as decoration pieces you know Mm -hmm. so that's ruin pubs in budapest these are experiences that we suggest to all our travelers you know mm-hmm.
2: so it's basically asia and uh, europe, europe that you focus yeah asia right
0: europe south africa okay. australia all of that we've oh, not that you... uh, we haven't gone to uh, america yet so, okay. so what about
2: australia then australia has a huge food and drinks culture which uh, you know obviously any traveler would like to know more about what are the yeah. most popular destinations in australia
0: um, well, uh, Melbourne and Sydney both are food capitals. They have amazing restaurants from all over the world, okay? And they also have these tram car experiences, which are essentially restaurants within a tram car, a tram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow. while you're going around the city, you can have a dining experience while you're sitting in there. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, there are these vineyards uh, very close yeah. to these cities like the Yara Valley. Uh, there are other vineyards close by. But mm. so you can actually have an amazing, like, a whole day, just spend in a, you know, your yeah, a food with in. your wine yeah. and yeah, and also make a day trip of it. Mm -hmm. Um, same with South Africa, South Africa has this entire Franschuk um, wine region which is very close to uh, Cape Town, Um, you can make a day trip of that so you can you know go on a self drive holiday, go there, they also have these wine trams where you can get up on the tram and it will take you around the vineyard Mm -hmm. and you can make your stops, sip your wine and get back on the tram and you're (laughs) not even (laughs) drinking and driving so it's perfect. That sounds like a
2: very interesting uh, plan and what about Iceland? You'd I mean, do you also have some recommendations for a place like Iceland? Because obviously, not the regular travelers would not consider Iceland to be. Yeah, it's so offbeat. Like, you know, I've never heard someone like I'm planning
1: a trip to Iceland. And what do I do there? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So, Iceland has got like the strangest of food uh, of all the places that I have been to, at least, you know, Mm -hmm. like. All their food is... Like, there's nothing that's normal uh, over there. Like, even their <laughs> So, did you have a good has, time like,
1: eating there? Or was it, like, a task, a herculean task?
0: Well, it's quite exciting. Like, one of the reasons I went there was because to try out the food. But after a <laughs> while, you want to, you know, get back to your basics. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, every, like they serve everything that you see in the wilderness. So, there's a horse, there's <laughs> sheep. They eat, you know, reindeer. They eat wow. their national bird, which is a puffin. And their biggest, like the biggest uh, you know media driven food over there is the fermented shark or yeah. hakarl, and that's a terrible thing to eat really like so I'm a, not uh, typically for a vegetarian then not, not at, at all, all I well, these dishes no but you will be surprised like Reykjavik which is the capital of uh, Iceland has because you know Icelandic food is always portrayed as a hardcore non-vegetarian thing there are lots of really nice vegetarian restaurants there in Reykjavik. So, vegans, uh, vegetarians of any kind, you know, they are very well catered to in the main city. So, you don't need to worry. And drinks? We wanted to know more about drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, drink-wise, you know, uh, the most famous import of Iceland is really called the Brenwin. It's called the Black Death. Okay, it's like snaps Mm -hmm. uh, made of potato mash uh, and that's what the locals drink a lot of it Mm. mostly because you know Iceland had a beer ban till the 90s so they were really getting high on Brenvin all of them so Mm -hmm. also of course it's very cold over there so having something to warm you up uh, really helps Mm -hmm. and the cafe culture of uh, Reykjavik in Iceland is excellent so you know you have like a I remember going to a cafe which was based on a laundromat Or, you know, uh, yeah, it's like that. Or there's a cafe, which is called the, you know, like you can sit in the bar, get drinks. And if you're lucky, you can spot Northern Lights.
2: Like they have an entire, you know,
0: uh, (laughs) wall just made of glass. And it's out in the open. So experiences like that are, uh, you know, commonplace in Iceland. So just trust the Icelanders to, you know, take drinks and food to another level. Um, Even if you look at like Blue Lagoon, which is a spa, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like it's a swimming pool, which is filled by geothermally heated water, mm-hmm. they have a bar there. So, wow. you know, the outside temperature on the land is like the minus five and you see ice, the water in which you're dipping in is like a toasty 40 degrees so you're in a great place mm-hmm. and you can have a cold glass of beer from the bar over there. Awesome. So that's, yeah, that's an amazing experience <laughs> yeah. all together. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: great. But, so, thank you so much, Sudipta. I think uh, we've covered quite a lot. Yeah. And thanks for all these suggestions and ideas. And absolutely. hopefully our listeners also can take away few of the tips yeah, that you've I'm shared. I'm already
1: sold on Iceland, Rajita. <laughs> like, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Sudipta for next time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Thank well,
2: you thank so you much so for much. talking to us. Thank Bye. you so much for being with us. Absolutely. And thank you for your time. So, Sameer, that was quite interesting. Where are you going next? I'm going to Iceland,
1: (laughs) because wow, it just sounds like such an interesting place. So offbeat, so different because like, you know, everybody is doing a lot of Asia and Europe, but Iceland is something different. Mm -hmm. And if I could muster up the courage, I really also want to end up traveling solo in India like that trip to Lexpiti and Ladakh that she mentioned sounds very easy Yeah,
2: besides that trip I think um, my first preference would be Australia because I've been Mm -hmm. dreaming of going to Australia for so long and you know that my weakness is obviously the vineyards and you know uh, the wines that Australia produces are really fantastic and I would really love to find a way to visit that region Mm -hmm. so Australia would be in my mind
1: well so (laughs) these are our picks guys and if you are looking to plan something or customise a trip well you can definitely reach out to Blueberry Trails and listen keep listening to our podcast for amazing destinations and places and things to do that we can and
2: you can also write to us and tell us about your favorite destinations and what kind of tips you would require from us and uh, well you know the email address it's drinks and destinations at gmail.com you can also subscribe to the drinks and destinations podcast on the ivm podcast app which is also available on android and ios apps and uh, Yeah, so while all of us love our tipple, make Make sure sure that that you drink drink responsibly. responsibly. Bye.